Hello and welcome to the Bungler Cricket Podcast and what a week it's been. This was not a planned episode, but with the last few days that we've had in Bangladesh cricket, um, I feel like we needed an emergency podcast and we needed to talk. I'm joined by food blogger and cricket fan Naeem Mansoor. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Roche. <laughs> um, you and I have had to talk a lot this week, as have the entire Bangladesh cricket fan population. Um, I, I, okay, well, let, 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 there's a lot to get through. There's a lot to kind of debunk. There's a lot to kind of debrief on. Let's just, I think, should we just try and do it in the order that it happened? Um, and let's start by, by, by you know, talking about that, the fact that Bangladesh announced their World Cup squad um, this week. Can rattle through the names quickly before we speak about the notable omissions. Um, so Shakib, Mushfik, Litton, Najmul Hussain Shanto, Mehdi Miraz, Tawhid Tridoy, players you'd expect to be in the team. Then we've got Bangladesh's uh, now sort of pace attack leaders, you know, Tuskin, Fizz, Sharifal's there, Hassan Mahmoud's there, um, Tanzim Sakib's in, in there, um, Nasim Ahmed, Mahdi Hassan, uh, Tanzim Shakib, and then Mahmoud Dulariad making uh, his comeback to the World Cup squad. So Maybe a week ago, I thought the main headline would be Marmadilla's return to the team. Um, two notable omissions from that team. One, Ebadat Hussain through injury. We sort of knew that was going to be the case. Um, he, unfortunately, got injured before the Asia Cup. And then Tamim Iqbal. Where do we start? Should we try and do this in the order it happened and then maybe yeah. try and make sense of it? So the first I heard was maybe like Monday or Tuesday night. And look, so every other team had announced their World Cup squad. So my understanding is that they that squads, provisional squads have been submitted to the ICC and then it's up to the cricket boards when they publicise or formally publish it to the general public. And every other team had, had named their lineup pretty much, apart from Bangladesh. And so I think it was Tuesday night. I caught wind of some some late night meetings going on in the BCV president Papon's house. Now, this isn't uncommon. He often has meetings in his house. He sometimes does press conferences in, in his house. It's like an extension of the BCV office. But what was interesting here is that there was allegedly, and some of the stuff that we heard turned out not to be true. So I'm going to say in the order that I heard it, even if they let it transpire not to be true, was that Tommy had gone over for a meeting. Later, I heard that Shaki had gone over a meeting. Another event said that the coach Hathara Singer and Chucky were there and something was up. And the first the kind of the first lines that had come out, and nobody had said anything at this point. There was no press conference, there was no statement, there was no, you know, real like kind of no, no one had said anything from the BCB camp. But the rumors that had come out were that um Tamim had said he could only play five games at the World Cup. He's like, look, I've been out for two months. He'd come back and played one of the matches against New Zealand. He'd scored runs, but um, he, he he was like, you know, apparently he was, he was like, I could only play five games. And then they started this furious social media debate of going, well, what do they do? Do they take a half-fit player to the World Cup? Um, and very quickly, two sides of the camp sort of started to form because we know Tamim and Shaki don't get on off the pitch. That was confirmed by Popon in another one of his press conferences. I think very few people thought this th- these were sporting decisions. I think people were like, oh, this is a, a Tamim Shakib thing. And so, so the debate started. Surely Tamim Iqbal is like Bangladesh's like leading run scorer in the format. We take him to the World Cup, even if he plays half the games. Another half saying, you've got a squad of 15 players. You cannot take an injured player. You cannot, that, that's, that's sacrificing a good place in the squad for a fully fit player. So the squad came out and Tamim Iqbal's not in it. 
And that sends shocks around the Bangladesh cricket world, I think. You know, Tammy McBowl probably playing his last World Cup. He was the captain of the side until only a few months ago. And it's, for Bangladesh fans, inconceivable that he won't be at the World Cup. Not just because of, you know, his legendary status amongst Bangladesh cricket, but also we've struggled with our opening combination through the Asia Cup where Tamim wasn't around, when Lytton wasn't around. It was like, who was opening? Like, you know, we were losing four wickets before 100 runs quite quite regularly. Um, and then over the last few days, we've had these tell-all interviews. Tamim released a 12-minute video. Have you watched this video? Unfortunately, I have. Honestly, it was so painful to watch. It was like he was doing a hostage video, yeah. It was really cringe. It was really, really cringe. I have to be It was honest. hard to watch. It was hard yeah. to watch, right? Um, and in this video, he details basically, the summary of it was, apparently he was told, he firstly denied saying that he could only play five games. He was asked to maybe rest in the F for the Afghanistan game and come back in later. And I think that was to do with the frequency of where Bangladesh's matches are are, are scheduled. Um, he said, no, I'll be I'll be good for the Afghan match. And then apparently a high up BCB official, we don't have a name, we don't know who this person is, but apparently they asked him to bat further down the order. And Tamim's response was, well, no, I've only ever opened the batting for 17 years of my career. Why would I do that? And in the, the crux of the video, he ends it by saying that if it was one misunderstanding, I'd understand. If it was two, I'd understand. But this has been happening for several months. I think it's intentional. And my reading of that is that there's obviously more to it. You know, this guy tried to retire from the format a few months ago. You turned and and took the captaincy back after after you know intervention from the prime minister. He's then relinquished the captaincy months before a World Cup. Something he's not happy. Whatever whatever the reason, like I don't think his 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 mental health is in a good place. I don't think he feels he's been treated probably by the BCB, etc. So then we have the Shakib interviews. <laughs> I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm in like a like I don't know like a like a court. Um, and Shaq into oh. this two part interview, and he the gloves are off basically. He he yeah. he has slated Tamim's professionalism. He is yeah. like from ev- everything from going. How can you give up the captaincy a couple of months before the World Cup? Apparently, Tamim's been saying in the dressing room, "Don't want the captaincy." Shakib himself is saying, "Look, I don't want to do the captaincy. I, I you know, this is my last World Cup. I want to go have a laugh, score runs, you know." And Tum- and then he also hits back at Tamim's like reluctance to bat down the order. Now we still don't know where this order has come from, but he he said, you know, as a player, you've got to play for the team. You, mm-hmm. you don't just go, I'll only I'll only bat where, where I want to. You bat where you need to, you know. And so T- Shakib's not held back, and it feels like there's still this kind of Tamim team Tamim team Shakib thing going on. But I also feel like maybe the tide is turning, and people are going. This is just Bangladesh cricket. It's emotional reactions. A player gets upset. They'll throw the toys out the pram. They'll resign. They'll kick off. They'll not go to World Cup. But ultimately, it leaves us in a position where one of our best batters is not going to be at the World Cup. And it is with a week to go before our first match. It's a massive distraction. I mean, I don't know where to start. I've spoken now for about seven. This is probably the longest I've spoken in a row on this podcast ever. We'll talk about some of people's reactions on social media. I, I, you know, people have been sending me messages in a moment. But Naeem, just, just, I mean, what are your top line thoughts, man? I mean, similar to you, where do you, where do you actually begin? I think thinking about it chronologically is probably the best way. I have some thoughts, um, and I, I don't know if we've got the whole day to discuss, <laughs> discuss <laughs> this. And I think that's that's basically where it's gonna where it's gonna go. But generally, I think. 
the dust has settled a little bit. Uh, well, up until our Captain Supreme or ex-Captain Supreme Mushrafi uh, did his press conference yesterday. I think it was yesterday. And I think he kind of put the nail in any uh, any coffin when it came to kind of what the BCB, what the the kind of cricketing community within Bangladesh are thinking about. And, and actually focusing on that point that Tamim has been injured. He's also he's also said throughout throughout the the last series against New Zealand, um, he's just saying, look, I, I'm still coming back from injury, still struggling with my with my back a bit. The World Cup, unfortunately, may have come too soon for him. And I think if you take away, unfortunately, this is all politics. But if you take away the politics side of things, I think overall, and I hate to say, it, I think the right decision has been made. I think the right decision has been made. If it were any other position other than opening, because that since Tamim went through his yo-yo coming back from retirement, that's where we've struggled the most. We have tried almost everyone. I think I'm waiting for a call-up soon. You know, we've literally <laughs> tried absolutely everyone um, up in the order. And you know what doesn't help also? I know we're kind of veering away. What doesn't help also is the fact that my beloved Litton Das has been poor for the last, not even for the last few series. I, I can't remember a notable innings that he's, that he's made. And I think that's basically almost amplified the need to have steady stability opening batsmen, especially, you know, ODI World Cup, you would expect, okay, T20, we had a bad World Cup. ODI, you think, actually, dark horse-wise, or maybe just, you know, in terms of, we, we've always had that bit of magic. You know, there's always been a couple games there that we've just pulled something yeah, out Yeah, it's the been bag. our strongest format, hasn't it? And I think overall, the right decision was made. It's just the fast that has come with, with everything. I actually agree with Sakib's point on, you know, if you get selected, you play wherever the selectors play. I understand Tamim's point in I've only ever played opening batsmen. But, I, I, you know, it's a team sport. Unfortunately, it's a team sport. And that's the common thread that has actually gone. And, and I feel a little bit sorry for Tamim because I do think he's the greatest Bangladeshi batsman ever. I, I don't know always about consistency. He's definitely the leading run getter or, or he's got the most runs in, in the format. I, I just feel sorry for him because I feel like this has really tarnished his not overall legacy, but at least short termism. People and cricket fans and Bangladesh fans may not be as kind because it, it, it's just been a massive, unnecessary, unnecessary kind of drama that we just didn't need ahead of a World Cup, which although before an ODI World Cup, I, I'm usually quite confident, you know, we're going to do something, potentially do something. And, you know, Roche, you and I talk about this all the time off, uh, off podcast, just kind of personally, you know, we, we almost feel like we should be there amongst the, the dark horses. And, you know, I know we didn't have a, an amazing Asia Cup, but we're the only team that beat India. So there's something there. Once the equation all fits and once everyone is is kind of raring to go. There's there's something there. But yeah, it's it's a lot. A week ahead, or just over a week before before our first game and, and we're still we're still debating kind of who should be there, who shouldn't be there. Yeah, yeah. it's um I think it's one that's that's fueled by kind of like passion. And I think Bangladesh cricket fans are yeah, 
are going to be passionate and are going to be emotional. And I think that's why this Team Tummy Team Shaki thing sort of evolved. I mean, if you take it, like, I guess from a very functional point of view, almost like you said, Shakib is, is right. Shakib, there's a there's yeah. a version of events in which he's just making professional sports management decisions. I saw a thing um, on Twitter the other day, which was like, well, Bangladesh struggle with the Afghan openers. You know, when, when you have like Faruqi coming in a left-arm bowler, left-arm quick, you don't want him bowling to a left-arm opener. And so putting Tummy down the order perhaps is a good tactical decision. And Bangladesh have, have fiddled with their opening. You know, we had Mahedi opening against Afghanistan and it paid off. Do you know what I mean? So... There's some logic to going, we're looking at the opponent, we are adjusting our tactics, and everyone has to be a bit flexible. You know, even Shakir himself has batted, you know, with three, four, five. Um, he's opened the bowling, he's come in the 11th over. And that that kind of flexibility is sort of, I think there's a kind of, if you're not a Bangladesh fan and you're outside of the circle, um, it looks like emotions have boiled over. And that yeah. kind of, it's a bit embarrassing. It's a, it's a bit like a couple of aunties having an argument outside, you know, the shops. I, I think so too, and and, and honest, honestly, I I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think uh, I've seen a few few tweets as well on on the issue, and and a lot of people have have said exactly that. It looks like Bangladeshis are uh, cricket fans are emotional, sporting fans are emotional. Uh, Bangladesh, maybe because we're Bangladeshis, so they know kind of how our people are, are ultra 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 emotional with all topics. And as it comes to cricket, which is, you know, just so widely followed, so widely watched and so important to the country um, very, very competitive on a world stage. It looks like and I think it looks like emotions have boiled over. I also think I'll, I'll put this caveat in as well. I also think Sakib took this opportunity to to really deep dive into into the dive, all dive this, in. it, yeah. it's, it's almost common knowledge. I, is it? Tamim or I think Mushafi's interview yesterday, I, I didn't catch all of it. Um, it was a little bit late um, our time, but there was a few snippets somebody did a um, summary of. And, you know, Mushafi said, look, you know, Tamim and Sakib's beef, quote unquote, beef is, is common knowledge. It's common knowledge, maybe not widespread kind of reported on kind of on internationally, but it's common knowledge within within the Bangladeshi cricket board, uh, amongst the players, Within Bangladesh, everyone knows Tamim Saku don't get along. However, you don't need to be best friends to compete in an elite sport at the elite level um, or at the highest level. And that's fine. You see it in football, you know, not everyone gets along. You don't have to get along. But I do think this was the perfect opportunity for Sakib at least to just kind of really take a few digs, which which I found a little bit a little bit unfair on on Tamim, but what he was saying wasn't wasn't wrong. Yeah, I think I think this is the kind of the slightly messy element to it because all of Saki's points, as he said them, I was like, yeah, that's a fair point. Well, yeah, yeah, that is a fair point. But at the same time, I didn't kind of cross over into thinking, oh, Tamim's messed up here because when I see Tamim now, I see a sports person whose mental health has not been looked after, and I don't want I don't I'm not saying that to be woke or you know, unbiased or kind of, I genuinely think he looks like he's in a bad place and he feels like he's been treated terribly by the BCB. And this is a historic thing. Like the BCB yeah. have, have never quite known how to manage their stars. You know, we've seen that through yeah. the way they've managed Sakib. And I think part of the reason Sakib is Sakib is because he's played a lot of cricket elsewhere. He sees how things are done. He think, sees how things can be done. How, you know, put it this way. It's like, and I'm saying this respectfully, 
we've both been to Bangladeshi weddings. We've also been to people like like English weddings, and yeah. we can do a comparison of the organisation, the seating plans, you know. And yeah, I feel like yeah. it's, a, it's a bit like that. Shakib's seen yeah. the world, and he's gone right. Let's try and do Bangladesh cricket like that, and I get that. Um, but I feel like maybe you know there's something going on with Tamim who genuinely, genuinely feels that the BCB have an agenda with him and haven't looked after him, and this has been going on for months. He'd resigned from the captaincy in July, and for a player to not go to what will be their final World Cup, I think shows what sort of plays his his mental state is in towards Bangladesh cricket, because you wouldn't do it. You you know, we've all been like, I, we've all worked on jobs, forget cricket, where we've worked on jobs where, you know, the managers asked us, asked us to come in an hour early or yeah. do a shift in a different department. And we've all done it. And we might have hated it, but we, we ploughed on because, you know, that's our job. So, yeah, it's it's hard to know where this lands. It's hard to know whether Tommy has a way back into the team. I feel like this might be it, and that's sort of a shame. Um, but also, I, really, I watching the Shucky thing. I realised he resents Tommy for relinquishing the captaincy so late in the day because Shucky doesn't want to be captain. He's made that so yeah. clear. He he's, he's he said it, and 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 I agree with all your points. I think if you go back to you know where Tommy's mental state, he relinquished the captaincy kind of midway through a series. He then did a U turn, but not. Not not on his own. Right Honourable Prime Minister of Bangladesh had to tell him, no, actually, son, you're not gonna re- <laughs> you're not gonna retire. You're not gonna take re- you know relinquish the well, actually retire. You're not gonna retire. You're gonna come back. You're gonna finish this. I mean, you know, he he didn't end up finishing the series. He then came back a little bit later. I, he's definitely not in a great place. And you know what? The bit of his interview that really struck me is the last few lines when you know his last line was. You know, don't forget me. I mean, don't forget me. Yeah, well, yeah. Oof. I mean, that was probably the bit that that got me a bit because I thought to myself, numbers are could never going to forget you. Yeah, no how could we? Yeah, Tamim Iqbal, and I said it like going to start start the show. I, he's the best, in my opinion. Sometimes frustrating, but the best Bangladeshi batsman, pure Bangladeshi batsman. We can talk about consistency. We can talk about expectations. Did he reach the heights that we thought he was going to reach? Maybe our expectation was a little bit kind of too, you know, we, we thought it was going to be maybe a Virat Kohli, Rohit Sharma, something like that. But he wasn't far behind. Like he was, when you talk about opening batsmen, he was there in the conversation internationally as, as one of the best. And so, so I, I think nobody's going to forget him there. But the state of his mind and the state of how he's feeling, really, it really showed kind of throughout the last few months. But also that video actually was, you know, I don't want to say it because you, you don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but was it just to cry out to say, you know, almost leave me alone. I'm really struggling with this injury. You know, I, I haven't found the form that I want to. The realisation that you're coming to the twilight of your career, you know, that has massive implications on 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 professional sportsmen because how early did he start his professional career? When 17, did he break- the 2007 World Cup, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. At 17, two decades almost. He has been playing for Bangladesh in every format, every single kind of match, undroppable. And, you know, you you kind of have to think about that side of things as well. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, let's have a look at some of the, the thoughts people have sent in. I mean, a lot of people are making the kind of point of going, why are Bangladesh picking the World Cup squad two weeks before the World Cup? Why are we experimenting with squad depth only a couple of weeks before the actual World Cup? It's a valid problem. We've had four years. Yeah. To uh, four years to prepare for this, um, but I mean, like in my inbox, man, just such a variation of of, of thoughts. So Horup says, you know, 
no elite sports player is 100% capacity in any sport at any given time. You play at less than 100% regardless. Um, even five games with Tommy is better than games with rookies, but then the opposite of that ruffian says, um, it's as simple as a player who clearly is not fully fit, cannot be taken to the World Cup. You know, so there's a good kind of balance there. Yeah. Um, yeah. What other people are saying? Um, some people are saying, I don't think it's right to take Tommy to the World Cup. His stats don't speak for him. And actually, that's fascinating. I wonder how much his kind of actual legitimate form um, is 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 sort of play maybe in the decision or his decision potentially. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I think on that point, I think, unfortunately, it, when it comes to Tammy, when it comes to some of our high performers, you have to take into consideration experience. You have to take into consideration the stage that has set and you have to take into consideration the fact that what is their upside what is the potential and can you and have you seen it before we know known quantity what Tamim can produce you then go with with that and and just question marks will always be around in those kind of group settings how influential is Tamim positively and negatively as well Rimon yeah. says Shakib thinks he's become a god. He doesn't respect Tamim. I mean, that that's a, a, a common opinion. You know, Shipara says we need to get rid of Hathor and Shakib. A lot of people feel the coach-captain combination has sort of conspired against um, Tamim. But equally, uh, someone on Twitter called Cricket Puglis has messaged me saying, why does he need to clarify this on the day the team leaves? There's a time and place for his, his side of the story. He's selfish and a distraction for Bangladesh cricket. And, and that's really weirdly for me, probably the worrying line. We are seven days from a World Cup. Um, Naeem, thanks for joining me to try and, uh, I mean, maybe this has been, I don't, know, I don't know where we've got with this half an hour of, of talking about cricket. We've mainly just, maybe it's been therapeutic for the both of us. Maybe that's 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 what we need to do, just to get together and talk and share our feelings, because very little we can actually do about the situation, uh, other than hope that this doesn't serve as a distraction and Shaki even the squad can turn out a decent performance of the World Cup. And hopefully, hopefully, the focus returns to cricket very quickly. Naeem, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening. We'll see you for the next one very soon.